Ladies and gents, welcome to episode number nine, and I have a very special guest with me this week who is going to be giving you a very important piece of information. Uh, if you could take it over, that'd be great. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, please go. Go to iTunes. Go now. Get to the iTunes. Leave a review. Waiting. Come on. Do it. Now. <laughs> I have no idea why I opened the podcast with that one, and I apologise that an Austrian was screaming in your ears, but fuck it, it was hopefully funny. <laughs> Anyways, as I was saying, ladies and gents, welcome to episode nine. We are almost at double figures, our last single figure one, and here we go. Today, this week, we are going to be talking about stress. And our reaction to it, because Lord knows all of us are going through quite a bit of stress at the moment. You know, let's, you know, hit the fucking elephant in the room, nail on the head straight away. Obviously, lockdown, the continuation of lockdown and the way that we're all looking at things is causing us a monumental amount of stress at the moment because financial and a load of other stuff. But I'm going to give you guys a very, very, I suppose, relatable Analogy, relatable circumstance for for the topic of this this podcast. Um, obviously, there will be some of you wa- uh, watching. <laughs> there will be some of you listening, which aren't in the this unique situation or this specific situation. Um, but I'm sure that you can take lessons away from it, having potentially been through it in the past, uh, or maybe there's just some stuff that kind of hits home with you. But to talk about the topic of stress, I am going to bring my life to the forefront. And for those of you that aren't aware, I have five children. I have two boys, which aren't mine. They're my stepchildren. uh, And they go to their dads pretty much just under half the week. And I have my triplets. uh, And they are four. And the boys are age 11 and age 13. Now, the reason I tell you this is because... Stress from children is something that I'm sure you can all relate to. First and foremost, you've got the stress of keeping them safe. And obviously, in these corona times, that is something that does play on your mind, particularly played on my mind in the beginning, worrying about what would happen. Because to cast our minds back only to about two and a half, three years ago, uh, we spent a lot of time in the hospital. And I remember going to the hospital one specific time with William, my uh, my boy, the eldest of the triplets, by 40 minutes. <laughs> and I remember being there with the hospital, uh, in the hospital with him, and it was bronchiolitis, and he was struggling to breathe, and he really wasn't very well. And I remember the fear. And I can only imagine having to do that and then watch the most important thing ever to grace your life struggle to breathe, but then also having to juggle all of those emotions whilst in this situation where there's quarantine and there are specific rules in relation to visitations, etc. And so the reason why I wanted to talk about kids at the forefront of stress and dealing with stress, and don't worry, this isn't going to be a corona podcast, is because right now we've just come off the back of however fucking long it's been, eight weeks, 10 weeks, whatever, in lockdown with obviously the kids. Now they're not going to nursery, they're not going to school, we are not key workers, and thus 
the boys do go to their dads twice a week so that does give us some respite from you know let's say the teenagers uh even though two of uh, one of them isn't quite there by two years but he might as well be but it doesn't give us any respite from the triplets. Now, I will start this podcast by saying that the triplets are very good. We have raised really good kids. I don't know how the fuck we've done it, but they are beautiful children. And for the best part, they're really quite good in comparison to some singletons that I've I've met. But they're still four-year-olds. And one of the hardest thing about triplets is their relationship with each other. You know, they are individually amazing kids, seriously. I mean, if you if you put one kid in one household, you genuinely wouldn't know that you had a kid because they're just so good. But you bring them together and then you've got fights. Then you are playing referee all the time. And I'm sure there's a lot of parents that have children of similar ages or, you know, fuck it, children of non, non-similar ages, more than one, basically, that can attest to the fact that kids fight. It's what they do. And at the moment, with no opportunity for date nights, no opportunity for babysitting, and nobody allowed to actually walk in the house by the people that actually live here, uh, and the cat, then we find ourselves in a situation where it's 24-7. And looking after children is a chore. It is a job. You know, it is something which you you brought upon yourself, etc. And there's a certain amount of beauty to it. It's the best and worst job that you'll ever do. But at the same time, it's relentless and the worry is relentless. Even when they go to bed, which is where they are now, you know you're always responsible. You know you've always got to keep one ear out. You're always on alert, if you will. You can kind of liken it to uh, some uh, cabin crew that I've known in the past, which go on standby. When they're sat at home, they're not technically at work, but they could be called to fill in someone's position on a flight at any moment and thus even though they're at home even though they're on the phones watching chilling out in their pjs whatever they know that within the space of 90 minutes whatever they've got to be at gatwick or heathrow whatever to then jump on a plane and thus they can never truly relax they can never you know truly find themselves in a situation where they can unwind and that's kind of what it's like when you've got kids you know, it's 24-7. And like I said, you know, in a, in a weird roundabout way, we are quite lucky with the boys where we do share them and thus we do get a break from them. And, you know, before the triplets came along, it was very much a situation of bliss because you had the best of both worlds. You were kind of parent at the same time as not being parent. But the reason I bring kind of more specifically the triplets into play is you guys know, I mean, I've been finishing near enough everyone this podcast with the the serenity quote, accept what you cannot change, have the, cha- the courage to change what you can and the wisdom to know the difference. And I deal with stress on a day-to-day basis, not just my own stress, but my clients' stress too. You know, I deal with them talking to me about what's going on at the moment and different things that are happening in their life. And the, the topic of conversation that comes up uh, when related to stress more so than anything else is children. The stress of homeschooling their children right now the stress of dealing with them and not getting any break from them whatsoever and as i said i can attest to that i can empathize completely with that because we're in the same situation the more and more i've spent time around stress dealt with it both in myself clients etc and the more i've more i've got to know stress and got to know kind of human behavior and psychology the more i begin to realize that Stress is something that we give ourselves. We like to think of stress as something which is given to us. 
something which is like a I don't know, like a, a disease or an illness, almost, you know, fuck it, like COVID-19, something which is passed to us, i.e., you know, the kids are being a right pain in the ass and thus they give us stress. And thus we like to think of physical things to deal with it, you know, a bit like if you've got a headache, the physical thing to deal with it is to take some medication. And so we almost take the same line with regards to stress. I need something to deal with it. And obviously this is where stress eating comes in, stress drinking comes in. And so, like I said, the more and more I spend time with people that are dealing with stress and I watch how different people manage their stress levels and I find myself in a stressful situation and at moments like this when the kids have gone to bed and I've actually got a moment to think, I really begin to procrastinate over stress itself and begin to really think about what it is and what it does to us. And the more I spend time thinking about it and the more I spend time reflecting on stress, the more and more I realize that it is 100% controllable. It is 100% a reaction from us, created by us, rather than something which is given to us. When it comes to my own personal circumstance with the triplets, you know, let's not beat around the bush. I'm not stood here like fucking Mother Teresa and pretending that everything is fine and, oh yes, we're lovely and calm and the triplets never cause us problems. We shout, we effing blind, you know, we make sometimes poor decisions as a parent where you put your kids in the corner for doing something which maybe didn't need the corner, where there's inconsistencies, let's say, with regards both their rewards and their punishments. And sometimes you turn to the elusive iPad or biscuit Uh, or you know maybe even Disney Plus or whatever and don't get wrong like I said I'm not preaching from a position of perfection my whole world nowadays my whole life is based around reflection it's based around sitting and thinking about the things that I go through the things that I deal with and being able to relate to my clients and listen to what they're going through And obviously, the stereotypical thing of going, oh, just suck it up, fucking deal with it, is not a reaction that a client wants to hear, and it's not a a response that actually works. You know, it's not a case of, oh, just suck it up and fucking deal with it. But talking about stress specifically, and stress eating, stress drinking, whatever, when you actually look at stress in itself, we automatically, as I said, want to turn to something physical to relieve that stress. And eating, drinking does do that as a temporary release, but they bring with them other problems. You could liken emotional eating to stress or emotional drinking, whatever, to dieting in the sense that, yeah, sure, it reduces your body fat, you know, you get a result from it, you know, you cut out chocolate, you deprive yourself of foods, whatever, and you achieve a result. Of course, you know, you can't fight the science. Same thing, you can't fight the science with regards to stress relief, you know. If you're stressed and you go and eat something or you go and drink, then you will get a big old hit of dopamine, which will make you feel better. But it's short-lived. It's not something that lasts. And thus, it actually, like I said, creates an issue at the same time. Same as dieting, as much as it may solve the you know, the immediate issue of I've got too much body fat, it doesn't actually fix the relationship of food that caused you to gain body fat in the first place. Hell, I suppose my reflective nature, thinking about it now, is what's led me to have the approach of fat loss, have the approach of coaching that I do. You know, this approach of 
looking at the bigger picture, what led to the issues as opposed to just fixing them, you know, or not fixing them, just, you know, a bandage for a bullet wound, if you will. And stress is one of those things where you get people that are worse at dealing with stress than others, people that react quicker, very emotional people. And believe me, I've been one of those people. Ask any of my exes and they will tell you that, yeah, Chris likes to, to shout. Chris likes to, <laughs> to, uh, to have a ruck. But as I've got older and the more and more I've dealt with my own stresses in my life, I've re- begin to realize that that kind of volatile fight fire with fire approach really, it doesn't work. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying from a position of, yep, figured it all out. I'm still learning. You know, even circumstances this week have taught me a lot. But thinking more in depth about things, when it comes to stress, the very worst thing we could do is is have that bandage for a bullet wound situation in our heads. The very worst thing that we could do is is actually think, right, what do I need to relieve this stress? Because when I actually look at every stressful thing that I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis, it can all be resolved with thought. All of it could be resolved with calming the fuck down. And if I can't do that in the circumstance, but then removing myself from the circumstance and not acting emotionally. And we are emotional beings, you know, we're emotional beings and we back it up with with logic, as they say. But the funny thing about it is we are very led by our emotions and it's our emotions that tend to cause most of the problems, if not all of the problems we deal with in life. Think of someone who cheats on their partner in a bar. Why did they cheat on them? Because they were led by their emotions. Hormones obviously played played a part too, but they kind of go hand in hand. If you think of someone who turns to food as comfort for eating, it's again because they're led by their emotions, because they know that having a piece of chocolate, having something to eat will give them that temporary relief. And thus, like a drug, they turn to it immediately. Imagine getting a headache every single day of your life because you're not drinking enough. But every single day of your life, you wake up and you immediately pop a paracetamol or two or three because, well, don't don't pop three, um, because you find yourself in a situation where you go, oh, that will stop me from having any headaches. It's like, well, actually, if you just drunk a little bit more, you'll find that you aren't actually dehydrated and thus you won't get the headaches that you're getting in the first place. And so I suppose this podcast is all about looking at things at the source, looking at things at the root cause, you know, recognizing that there's a problem over the top of another problem. And if you don't allow yourself to pull back from a situation, if you don't allow yourself to see the bigger picture and to look past the problem that is right in front of your face and look a little bit deeper, then you'll never actually fix the issue that led to the stress in the first place. We really can resolve a lot of our problems just by thinking about what could we do better. But the problem is we find ourselves a lot of times so fucking arrogant that we don't do that. We blame the world. We blame something, an inanimate object. We blame the other person. We blame the kids. When in actual fact, there are kids, aren't they? We raise them with the morals they've got. And yeah, all kids are fuckers. They're not the finished article by all means. That's why you've got 18 years to get it right. But we raise them. Every action they have has come from us, pretty much. 
And so, when it comes to stress, if I'm ever asked about, you know, what should I do if I'm an emotional eater and I find myself when I get stressed, I turn to food or, you know, I turn to drink, etc. Then it's very easy for me to do the personal trainer thing and go, well, I would, instead of uh, turning to alcohol or food, I would go for a nice walk or maybe do a workout. And yeah, in an ideal world, we would go, oh, I'm really stressed. I'm going to go to the gym. And don't get me wrong, a lot of time I've done that myself. But life doesn't always work like that. It doesn't place us in an optimal circumstance. You know, we could be stressed at fucking 8 o'clock in the morning and nobody else is home bar us and the kids. And we can't really take ourselves out for a walk, can we? We can't really go to the gym, particularly at the moment. So always turning to something to resolve your stress is actually a flawed strategy from the off. You shouldn't need something to deal with stress. One of the things that I always kind of love, I've got, I would say, probably three sayings that really, really resonate with me. And obviously, you guys know that serenity is one of them. And one of the other ones is, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. And thus, when we deal with any circumstance, particularly a stressful circumstance, it's important to remember that how do we respond to this last time? Because most of the time when we come across the stresses of kids or whatever, it's not the first time we're dealing with it. You know, let's take an example of myself with uh, my eldest stepson. We've always had a bit of a weird relationship purely because he's always been a little bit older. You know, he absolutely loves his dad to bits and so he should. And we've always had a bit more of a fractious relationship than I've had with his younger brother. And then, of course, than I've had with the triplets. You know, it's that old thing of you're not my dad. And I get it. I get it. I had a stepdad myself. And the difference is in that situation, I was in uh, Jacob's position, which is the youngest of the two stepchildren, whereas my brother was in the older position. And he had quite a fractious relationship with my stepdad. And thus, I can kind of look on that circumstance and sympathize with it. Not so much empathize with it, because obviously I got on with my stepdad and still do. Um, and so with the guards... Harrison, we've had every, hell, I've tried every approach under the sun with him. I've tried this shouting and bawling approach. I've tried the going absolutely mental approach. I've tried just staying the fuck out of it approach. And it's only really been in the past couple of weeks, and it's early days, folks, so, you know, the jury's still out on this one, that I've really begun to try something properly different. Because as far as Harrison goes, I've always tried to take a different approach. Like I said, I've, I've never been a believer of keep flogging the dead horse of the same approach and eventually it will fucking stick. Because it doesn't work like that. Life doesn't work like that. You've got to vary approach. You've got to look at things and go, well, you've got to look at things from both sides. You can't just go, I'm the parent, do as you're fucking told. It's very much a case of he's got needs, I've got needs, and thus we have to balance those. If you go through life being a very narcissistic person, that word seems to come up on every podcast at the moment, but if you go through life with an approach of my ways or the highway, then you're really not going to have the best life because there are always two sides to every coin, two sides to every argument, whatever. And so you always need to look at things in the approach of, right, what did I do last time and did it work? And if it didn't work, why didn't it work? Or try something different. But then you've also got to look at things from the opposite perspective too, from a subjective eyes. 
Too many people just look at what other people did wrong or what other things did wrong and they don't actually look at themselves and go, how could I be better? Hell, even when in a situation where you're right, it's always important that you look at things and go, how could I be better? Because you're never going to deal with a situation perfectly. There's always going to be fuck-ups in there somewhere and it's up to you to find them to become a stronger version of yourself, a better version of yourself. So when it comes to stress, leading us right back around to the point of this whole podcast. Stop searching for something to relieve it. Stop thinking that there is this quick fix, this pill which is suddenly going to take all your stress away. The real resolution to stress, the real way that you deal with it is to get better at dealing with yourself and managing your own emotions, to get better at keeping your cool, to get better at thinking things through, to get better at Trying an approach, recognizing what part of it didn't work and then trying something different. Because you're never really failing when it comes to dealing with stress unless you absolutely absolutely let your emotions control you to a point where you do something which is irreparable, something you can't come back from. So from a stress perspective, whether you are an emotional eater whether you are a drinker, whether you are a shouter, a baller, a wall puncher, whether you are a plate thrower, whether you're a storm outer, whether you are a swearer, let's say, whether it's work, whether it's particularly, like I said, kids at the moment, recognize that the problem isn't them. The problem is your reaction to it. When it comes to work, yeah, your boss might be being a dick or someone you're working with might be being a dick. But the problem isn't them. The problem is your reaction to what they've done. Because it doesn't matter what the circumstance is. It doesn't matter what is going on. You are always at fault if you allow your emotions to control your reaction. If someone says something bad about you, if someone criticizes you on social media or whatever, then yes, they you could call them a dick and call them whatever under the sun. But the fact of the matter is you're the one at fault because you're the one who allowed their comment to get to you. And thus, like I said, when it comes to kids and them driving you crazy and them not doing their homework or whatever... Recognize what you can control and recognize what you can't. My life always, always went to shit when I forgot about serenity. When I started trying to control things that I had no place controlling. And when I forgot to look after the things that I could. I've become the best person so far that I could be because I've started taking note of what I'm actually able to control and disregarding what I can't because I've begun to look inward more so than looking outward and that could come across as a very Buddhist Zen approach or you know whatever but I'm not talking about any kind of religious connotations here or being you know fluffy hippie whatever I'm literally just talking about being mindful of what you put out into the world and being mindful of not doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result So next time you're feeling stressed, the next time you feel like life is overwhelming, instead of looking at what can relieve it, instead of trying to look at something physical, instead of blaming it on somebody else, recognize that you are only stressed because you've done it to yourself. 
Stress is a feeling that we manifest within ourselves. Because I know countless people and I know countless times in myself where I've been stuck in the middle of what you would call a a stressful situation. You know, the two boys going crazy at each other, the triplets smashing the hell out of the place. Yet, I've been sat in the middle of it calm as anything sometimes. Because I haven't allowed the situation to make me stressed. Even though a lot of people would class it as a stressful situation. And thus, that tends to be most people's reaction when they go, Oh my God, you've got triplets. How do you deal with it? Because they think of the stress. But folks, stress is something that we manifest in our own minds. And stress is something that we can easily not manifest in our own minds. Think about that the next time you're dealing with a challenging circumstance with the kids. Or the next time you feel like you're reacting to the news about lockdown, whatever. You're the one reacting. And thus that in itself is the issue. If you react to a situation and react emotionally, you will find yourself stressed hopefully episode nine has been good for you hopefully the last of the single digit podcast is one that's really made you think we've got a lot more to come in the next few weeks lots of stuff to cover and of course i'll be right here with you guiding you through kind of the craziness that is the coronavirus it's going to be quite weird when life goes back to normal but either way it's not going to be back to normal for quite a long period of time we're going to have these lovely transitional steps as we're having but understandably so given the circumstance you know because we all want to make sure that we're all safe healthy and looking after one another and you know don't beat around the you know i'm not going to beat around the bush here I'm dealing with a lot of emotions the same way that you guys are. I have good days and I have bad days. I get some days where I'm sat here just before I record this podcast and I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this. I don't feel motivational tonight. And so I just sit down, I turn on the microphone and I just talk. And tonight's talk was exactly from that position. I have a list of topics in front of me on my whiteboard and stress wasn't on it. This topic has come from conversations with my clients today conversations with with different people about different circumstances they're going through and recognizing patterns in what i'm seeing from my clients folks there is no perfect you're going to get days where you feel great days where you feel shit the most important thing is progress not perfection to make sure that you understand that not every day is going to be linear not every day is going to be ideal and it's important to roll with the punches and recognize that There's a lot of shit right now that you can't control, but there's also a lot of shit that you can. And top of that fucking tree is your reaction to the circumstances that you are greeted with. Ladies and gents, thank you ever so much for joining me for episode nine. I will see you on episode 10. Uh, Arnie, anything you want to say? Okay, bye. Bye, everyone. He's a strange man. (laughs) I'll see you guys next time.